Hey, this is Russell, and I work at the video store, the place that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Interesting people pop in to rent something, and we go through the films that they've loved across their life. When the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. All right, let's do it. Let's open up the shop. How's it? Top of the morning. Hi, Christina. Hi. Hi, Russell. Welcome to the video store. Thank you very much. It's well, good to be here. Welcome to your first day of work. I, I hope I don't disappoint. I don't think you will. Okay. This is your first day of work here and we're going to get into it now, how you have come to be. Yes. And we're going to introduce <laughs> you a little bit. But before we uh, go any further, today on the show, we're going to have Pubby Malloy pop in to rent something. This is uh, a person who has been on my wish list of who I would love to get to know. And when um, she came to uh, one of our Bioscope Sundays comedy events, and you'll understand why, I sprung at the chance to to get her on the show. Fabulous. Because I was one of those people, and I don't know whether you were, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into talk about it, whether or not you were a KTV kid. Yeah. And those people just, I mean... All of those KTV presenters were just unbelievably well-trained. That's a good point. Just unbelievable presenters, their minds, the way that they operate, their work. I mean, So that is how uh, Pubby Malloy started. But for a brief introduction for those who just need a refresher, um, Pubby's been in front of cameras her whole life as a presenter on KTV, um, hosting TV shows. She is currently a presenter on Power FM which is a great and important radio station. So we're going to get into it. We're going to go through her career and um, we're going to have a, have a fat chat. So that's going to happen in a moment. And for those who are, are coming from Pubby's side um, and are unfamiliar with the video store, um, we are having a lovely day here at our video store. We are chatting to uh, Christina now. We are doing the shift together. Pubby will then pop in to rent something. And then after the guest chat, Myself and Christina will chat a bit more about what we're watching. We've been invited uh, to two premieres this past week, which are films now in cinema, uh, one of which is Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the new Scorsese, which we'll talk about, and then a smaller but very delightful, um, we'll get into exactly what it is, but it's a film called Cat Person. So keen, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so please stick around for that. Um, Just a brief introduction, Christina, you got in touch via Instagram. Yes, I, w- I kind of I feel like a stalker person that was just, <laughs> please give me a job, please uh, work with me. Well, um, you yeah. you do many things. You are an actress. Yes. You've been in, on camera and on TV shows. Yes, yes. Um, Theatre, film, commercials, TV, Afrikaans and English. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And short films. I actually play the first heart transplant patient. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You were the patient. Yeah, I gave my heart to to a fictional Christian barnyard. No, no, yeah, to a well, a a fictional, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was that? A short. We ended up just, by the way, in generations because I was in generations playing this person's, the the same actor, Clayton Boyd. I ended up playing his wife, 
Okay. Later. In a TV show in, in Generations, The Legacy. Um, yeah, you know, it was on 5FM many, 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 many years ago. Is in a very short little stint that's probably unimportant. No, but you've done lots of things and you continue yeah. to do lots of things. Yeah, and, f- and, oh. and you would have been a great guest, a once-off great guest, but I got the sense from you that you could be something more, <laughs> could be at more least than for me. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and the so, only person who still wants to work with me. No, 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 no that's but, rubbish. No, I'm, I'm joking. I shouldn't say that. But, but there true. was an instinct to to actually bring you in more as another co-host, as opposed to just a guest. There was something about the way we chatted, which gave me the instinct that I would I would love to have you be more involved in the video store in general, and so. I offered you this job, and I've said it in inverted quotes. Yes. <laughs> um, because I, I think what's great about our structure with the video store is that we've got a bunch of different people that each bring their own uh, unique and interesting perspective to our conversations that we have, where we get to chat a little bit now, then obviously the guest comes in, and then afterwards, as I said, we're going to get into more of yes. a longer chat together. And I want to hear from you and I want to hear your opinions, <laughs> especially as someone who has been on the other side of the camera for yes. many, many years, who yeah. is involved in editing. Yes, I which edit. Which you do. And I don't know how for, for how long because I've, you know, like editing, post-production people will understand this. You do lose your mind. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I very much understand. Yeah. And also, uh, as a woman, there's many different unique <laughs> perspectives that you can bring. And uh, I value that. Thank you. That's the most important thing. So it's it was lovely to meet you for the first time last week. We went and watched uh, Cat Person together, and now we get to talk about it. Yes. All right. So I think without further ado, let's get into it. Um, we've got lots of work to do here at the video store. Um, and we've got exciting people that um, come and visit us each week. And so, as I said, this week is Pubby Malloy, who has led the most incredible life thus far. So uh, let's do it. Uh, this is Pubby Malloy popping in to rent something. How's it? Hi, Russell. It is so nice to have you over. I'm so happy to have been invited over. Thank of you. Of course you were invited. The moment you <laughs> graced us with your your uh, incredible presence at a um, Bioscope Sundays, I knew I had to pounce on the chance of getting you in. Um, our weekly... Uh, Sunday comedy show has brought you to the Bioscope a few times. Yes. Because of your brother. Absolutely because of my brother. My brother is one of the, what do we call it, Uh, newcomers, new kids on the block. But I think his trajectory has just been incredible so far. Yeah, he's a stand-up comic. He's amazing. And um, I I must say, I haven't seen too much of his work. Because I have opted to be at home on a a Sunday, Sunday. sure. And I put our uh, lovely um, staff and cinema managers in charge, and of course, Shanre van Veek, who we've had on the show, looks after the Sunday comedy. But I'm hearing great things, and um, also just his character as well. Everyone loves him. (laughs) He seems like such a nice dude. He really is. And we so special. We've roped him in to uh, also be our DJ now. Which I think is great for a bunch of reasons. One, he'll get um, a bit more money <laughs> than some of the other comics. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but also, he's going to be exposed to a lot, and he's going to 
work firsthand with other comics. And he shouldn't do it forever, obviously, but just for a little period, it's going to be a nice like cutting teeth and he's going to watch a lot of comedy, which is cool. This makes me a little bit emotional. Oh. This is this is a person that I love with my entire being. Um, yeah. And I have watched him develop the skill set, this passion for the skill. Because yeah. to be a stand-up comic, going out every night, um, sourcing a, gigs, hustling to get on lineups. It's such a hustle. It's such a hustle. And it doesn't mean that every time you're on stage, you're going to kill or... No. And even if you don't, it's not necessarily because of your own material or yourself. It could be a, a pop crowd that day. So there's so many variables yeah. to continuously push through to do it. I'm just so proud of the man that he is. I, yeah. I think it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Should we mention his name? Chaba Nimuloy. Yeah, yeah. Let's mention his name. <laughs> That's my brother, Chaba Nimuloy, the stand-up comic. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. So much more. Um, thank you for that. Sometimes I forget <laughs> the, the little professional... Uh, sort of hooks on this you you've lived your whole life in a professional presenting performing world yeah you started as early as like five yeah. in commercials yeah i did my first commercial when i was three or four wild what was it for ironically a literacy campaign okay i wasn't reading at age three yeah, or four no, no one but is <laughs> <laughs> i actually shared it recently on twitter um and it's it was print and uh, an actual commercial but i think they fly it on television and in cinema and um i remember being directed to look up and then look down into the book okay that was but it if, that was it yeah but when I looked up, it was right into the sun. Yeah. And I remember thinking, just look away or blur yeah. your eyes. You can't complain. Like, just do, do, what, do what needs to happen <laughs> and get it done and look adorable and, and do it. And when you see the pictures, it's very, very cute. Yeah. Myself and the, the two uh, little girls on either side of me. And I'm holding the book. And it was for a literacy campaign from, okay. from KFC. Oh, oh, KFC. Yeah, okay. KFC Read is what it was. Um, and you are now on power. I am. Um, and we were just saying now before we got started that um, it can be quite serious. Yeah, absolutely. How, how, would you, how would you explain Power FM to someone who, just to get the landscape of radio? Because it, it's a talk radio. Eh? Yes, yes. So, so similar to 702, but what kind of makes it different? Sure. So 10 years ago... Um, the opportunity for me arose to leave music radio and move into talk radio. And what I wanted was a platform where I could speak to like-minded individuals, people who had a community-building focus, um, an understanding of how much power, ironically, we actually have in terms of the voice that we have and the power economically that we have and the power of our choices that we have. And I, quite frankly, wanted to work for a black-owned entity. Yeah, I was about to say that, that was it. That, that is what's made power that FM was different. It. Absolutely. That it, from the top, it's been different. Yeah, yeah. And that never existed before, right? Yeah. So, So the stations that are talk stations in um, existence right now. I think one is more PBS, 
slash commercial because it's owned by the SABC mm. and the other is commercial. But yes, historically, it's always been from a very specific lens. Yeah. And I wanted to be surrounded by the people that I felt that I related to the most at that time. So that's what makes it different. I think there's a fearlessness that we have on air. Yeah. I think that, you know, at the core of it, talk radio is talk radio, right? You have... Topics of the day, news articles, um, you know, speaking truth to power, lots of arguments with politicians, whatever it is. Mm. But I think it's about the way. It's about the, the tone, the ability to get down to the level um, mm. of connection with the people who are listening to us. And that's, that's the appeal for me. Yeah, I liken it um, to like a swimming pool. And often the... Okay. the five minutes you have on radio let's just say if you're a guest being interviewed like you're in amongst a whole bunch of ads and songs you're sort of waiting in the shallow end where with talk radio and with podcasts specifically you can get into the deep end absolutely you can can really and i think in the world today with filled with 30 second videos anybody's opportunity to just listen for that much longer to something is powerful and, and great for the few. I mean, obviously, you're going to have less people listening, but the engagement's going to be so much better. Yeah, 100%. And, and so out of all your – we'll go through your whole career to some degree, we're going to go over the touch points. But, yeah. but are you getting the, the, the quality that you want? I'll tell now? you what I'm getting. I'm getting stretched as a broadcaster. I'm getting your mind, my mind, the muscle of thought, preparation, execution, the whole demeanor, and I suppose also um, focus and energy. It's completely different. So, so in your swimming pool analogy, I mean, if you're just kind of splashing around in the shallow end. You're not Olympic-sized swimming pool lengths ready, yeah, right? Yeah, totally, yeah. Where now I feel like this is the training. This is the, the ground where I have to yeah. really push myself sometimes because of a lot of things. I think the, the, the content can be quite harrowing. I'm very, very empathetic and soft and I want to... Every story where something's burned down, I want to go help them. And <laughs> why, then, are we, why are we talking here? We should be on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but that's not my role on okay, air. My yeah. role is to tell the story. So yeah. even that as an exercise has been challenging, stretching me as yeah. a broadcaster, which is great. Yeah. And I mean, I, when you have a career that's spanned so many different touch points, it's, cha- it's, it's rare to be new anyway. So this has been fun. Yeah. And I think... It's one of those careers that it needed you to have all those years of experience and it needed you to have all that experience handling different people, handling crowds, you know, anything from being on radio to also doing public speaking and holding workshops and things like that. You know how to deal with people that yeah. you can now um, do it. What What are you currently in the weeds with? I mean, we've got an, an election coming up. What 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 are some of the what what's what's kind of filling your your brain at the moment, like as of this week? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're still coming off of the Marshalltown fire. Yeah. 
and those 70 is, plus people who were killed in that fire. Is is power just Joburg? Sorry, what is its reach? Yes, yes, we're it's a Joburg, Joburg station. Um, okay, yeah. You know, so you we're can actually get... a Twine station more than anything else. Oh, okay. we're, we're very, very popular, beloved, and and uh, interacted with in Pretoria. Oh, cool, because yeah. I know the offices are, are there just on the highway. Yes, in um, Houghton. In, in Houghton, okay. Um, so, yeah. yes, that's really... I think what that story has done is unlocked so many different layers of mismanagement, dissatisfaction, porous borders, Mm. um, economic uh, strife, you know? There's so many layers that that one story has exposed. Yeah, I mean, my history with Joburg was downtown, was seeking it out, wanting to be a part of it. That's why we did the Bioscope in Mabuneng. That's why I was a part of it. That's why I was talking to those people. And that's why we ended up being there. You know, I wanted to play my part in helping downtown. And and I also wanted the city life. Are you from Joburg? Yeah, yeah. Joburg, born and raised. Lived in the the suburbs. Was lucky enough to travel the world, walk these streets with high rises going, why don't we have this? And then at one point you do drive through or past the city and you go, oh, it's there. We have this. I'm talking like really young. And you sure. go, we do have big buildings. Um, and then you get fascinated by it. You want to be a part of it. You want to have some kind of city life. It's a little naive to some degree, but I wanted to, to, to be a part of it. And um, as we started, you there were documentaries that the Bioscope showed. There's one great one called Battle for Johannesburg, mm-hmm. which is all about these kinds of hijacked buildings and the politics around trying to fix that building but moving the people and 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 you realize just the hornet's nest of yeah. of issues but it was really a matter of time before something devastating happened um because i don't think we've had a fire or a crisis this bad there've been that i can other remember. crises but perhaps not this this intense. devastating yeah. yeah and of course mubaning was a part of helping fix those buildings. They never did any hijacked buildings. They never... Okay. It was always empty industrial buildings. Right. Um, so there was, we were never sort of directly a part of that. But as I said, I was, I was hearing about it. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad that... Because you, you, you know immediately when you see those buildings that like if something were to happen, like this is not going to... And look. look this what is not going to be... Um, yeah, <laughs> it's devastating. It's truly, yeah. truly devastating. And I'm a Joe Burger through and through. Yeah, born here, schooled here, all of it. Um, and I love Joburg. It's home, yeah. right? No, same. Um, but the terror of now, you know, if you get if you take the wrong off ramp, yeah, you take the wrong off ramp on the highway, <laughs> and then you're st- where am I? Because yeah. Anderson Street used to look very different to what it is now or yeah. whatever the street yeah, is. No. And that makes me really sad. So, yeah, that naivete and that hope and the desire for the refurbishment and upliftment of our city, it's always going to be there in me as well. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's take that journey back. Okay. <laughs> so we've got um, a, a, a structure which we like to do yeah. here at the video store where we go through your great loves. Yeah. This is your this is your love for um, for films along the way, 
um, very similar to the kinds of relationships you were to be having at at that point in in, in each of your lives. Yes. But it, it it's a it's a great chance to also just also go through your your life sure. and your and your career. So, um, as you said, born and raised, that was Dipkluf, hey? Yes, Dipkluf yeah. Soweto. Um, my mom was to a very from a very interesting mom. Absolutely, now, the best. Um, she was a performer. Yeah, one hundred percent. My mom. I mean, if we go a step back, my grandfather okay. is really who was your grandfather? I suppose where the seed is. Um, okay. So my grandfather is Stephen Molloy, and okay. Stephen Molloy was a part of the first ever international stage production of um, King Kong. Oh wow! And so he was in that stage production with Miriam Makeba and a very oh, young wow. Rahuma Sakela and a whole oh, host of shit. other so icons. So you come from, you come from yeah, this yeah. like cultural royalty. That's my blood. King Kong is special. King Kong you, is, is sort of the most famous lost play. Yes. It, it's sort of... It, the for, jazz for, musical. For a jazz musical that was supposedly lost, it's been very well preserved sure. in a sense that people have tried to um, keep this musical alive because they realized how special it was, which mm. was the fact that I think it was the first sort of proper all-black yes. musical that came out of South Africa. So people have desperately tried to hold on to it. I found the vinyl of the soundtrack, which is great. And yeah, so please go and, and look if you find that vinyl. There's a song called Strange Things Happen in the Dark, the male voice. That's my grandfather. Oh, wow. And he played Doc in that, um, the, the, or, the trainer, um, or Jack. Yeah, it was about it was a, a boxer. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's... Okay. that's where I come from. And then what was Ippi Tombi? That's my mum's film. So yeah, from my granddad then comes all of his babies. And he really was so arts focused at that time in Soweto, height of apartheid. They were playing cello, violin. My aunt is a ballet dancer, the works. Wow. And so my mom comes from that kind of very artistic background. Yeah. And she was a, an operatic singer, yeah. a soprano. Then she became a bubblegum pop star selling gold <laughs> <laughs> plaques oh, in the 80s. Wow. She also then was an actress um, on many of the shows that uh, were on television uh, you know, at that time in, Is in Sisutu yeah. um, and SABC, whatever it was called at the time. And then, yes, she was in the film Ipintombi, where okay. she played the lead. And that was a film. It was yeah. a film. And it was I also was in that musical. film as well. Were you? I was. Oh, that's amazing. I think because I just tagged along with her every Everywhere yeah. mommy went, I went. Yeah. Um, so they put me and my cousin James in the back of a car and we were part of the, the wedding retinue for Mama Tembu's wedding. Oh. We were there smiling. I have no teeth. Um, smiling in the back of the car. Wow. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Okay. So you were, you, were, you, were, you were starting your commercials and then, of course, KTV. Yeah. And I have to say, I was one of those kids that just loved KTV. What was that like? Let me tell you, you guys were our fucking heroes. <laughs> you were superstars. You really were. And you were such a formative part of our lives. Every, every Saturday morning, 7 yeah. o'clock, power, power edition. edition. 0800 122345. <laughs> yeah. I still remember it. It's ingrained yeah. in my head. That's so special. And, and you were one of them. 
That's so, so special. What was, what, was, what was that like? I never take that for granted. I really never take that for granted, the impact that, that we had. Um, but only in hindsight, I can, I can see that. And speaking to people who are my peers now, like yeah. this conversation. At the time, it was just my life. It yeah. was just my life. I guess having the mom and having that experience probably made you feel like it was more normal. Yes. To just have more cameras around and I continue. Because I knew schedules, I knew call times, I knew earpieces, I knew auto cues. I knew all of that from watching my mom's work. So that wasn't a brand new arena. But for me to be in that seat, yeah. of course, was brand new. And of yeah. course, was... Um, nerve-wracking sometimes, but always exciting and yeah. always kind of dug into my character. I like to do well. Yeah. So I always wanted to be one of the best and, and perform very well. And you were doing that for yourself? To perform well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it entirely that. your own standards or was Can I mom tell you, expecting my... things? Or? No ways. No ways. That lady was like, ah, you want to do this thing, this hard thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She always supported me. They always did. But they definitely, there was no, I think this is the gift. Because I grew up in it, I didn't have the false glamour perception. Yeah. I knew it was going to be grueling. I knew. Yeah. Um, no, that's so, yeah. the same as I play in a band and it's like, it's quite hard actually explaining to someone and it, sometimes it takes a full dinner party to explain like, it's not a great life. No, it's challenging. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. don't, like what you see and yeah, we're traveling the world and no, oh, having so much fun. Like nobody, nobody films themselves while they sit around waiting for sound check to start. Yeah. Because that's yeah. shit. And those early mornings. So if yeah. you're up at seven as the viewer, right? Yeah. And we come on and we're already on 10 out of 10 volume energy preparedness. So yeah, what yeah. time did we get there? Yeah, what yeah. time did we wake up? What time have we had to commit to memory our scripts? Because in those early phases, we weren't reading off an auto cue. Perhaps the seniors were for separate parts of the program, but we were committing everything to memory. Oh, big, wild. big paragraphs like this, committing to memory. And it was live. It was live. Wild. It was live. Um, one other little flavor to mention at this point is that, okay, you're, I think you're about a year or two older than me. Okay. Um, my buddy, uh, Nico, uh, shout out to my good friend Nico, uh, was the first South African black kid in my primary school, which was Bryanston Primary, so good old Model C, in grade one when we started. So I like to think of myself <laughs> as being the age of like when transformation kind of was happening, sure. when it was normal. Not strange that halfway through my school career, other kids came Got into the you. class. Like from the moment I went to school, this was normal yeah. for us in for South you, Africa. And also for you as the kids. Yeah. Because I'm sure your parents and the school governing body or whatever were having different conversations. Who, who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I get what you're saying. But you, you know, you were one of the KTV kids as well that also showed us such a nice diversity. Yeah. Was that... um. Did you ever feel any kind of strangeness? Or Can I tell you? I in look that back and there's a specific summer tour. So every December, they'd out of all of the KTV presenters form a cast. Mm. Okay. And then we would sing, dance. 
I mean, we it like, like a it right? out and the roadshow would happen. Yeah. So it would either be coastal town to coastal town or across Africa, whatever it was. And the year that I was cast, the first year I was on KTV, it was called the KTV for Africa summer tour. Okay. And there we are. We're wearing dashikis. <laughs> we're wearing these African ethnic hats. Ooh, it's a whole situation, 1995. Okay. And I think when I look at that now, I can piece together what you're saying. We were making a statement as, yeah. as multi-choice as Mnet. I don't even know if multi-choice existed at the time, but it was yeah. Mnet. It was that very old guard moving into the transformed South Africa. Yeah. And we were the face of that. Yeah. At the time I had no idea. At the time I was just an 11 year old kid. That's what yeah. we were doing. I was a yeah. part of this incredible movement. Yeah. Because of singing, acting, dancing, television. But yeah, it was a political statement. Um, I am a political statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were, I think the majority of the kids were white, at least in, it seems. And, and, you know, and the presenters was white. A lot of, a lot of our TV was white. Yes. Um, especially on Mnet. Especially right? on Mnet, yeah. 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 Interesting. It was very interesting. Okay. It was very interesting. Okay, so around... I didn't experience like culture friction or okay. race friction on KTV. Oh, uh, good. I didn't experience that. Okay. There were other things that would happen maybe uh, at school, but these are things that are to be expected at that time. Yeah. Like, why do I not use my full name? Babalo. That's my name. Uh. I use Pabi, right? Yeah. Now at least I go Pabi because... Okay, yeah. uh, the bigo in me has come out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I mean, it could be worse. You could have gone with like some English name. Yeah, um, <laughs> which many of my peers yeah. have done. Because yeah. when we sat at school for the first time, our teachers would say to us, Ach, we can't pronounce your name. Yeah. Isn't there so, an easier way? Ah. And then these contractions or these nicknames yeah. would... would come up so yeah. those things of course happen and i think sure, it's a, sh sure. a story that many of us share from yeah. this generation yeah okay so around that time one one has their first love which is the puppy love film yeah okay which is the film that that um it could it could be more than one it doesn't have to just be one but uh similar to the relationships you'd be having at that time where you'd be excited to hold someone's hand or you've gone to the movies or you um it's an innocent love, but yeah. it's a deep love. Um, I'm curious <laughs> to know what films around that time um, came to you and helped shape you. Oh, man. I think I either misunderstood the question or went even further back. Okay. No, no. Go I further remember back. Go further films back. from when I was very, very small. Okay. No, no, no. That, that can still be the popular film 100 and, and, and russell i i had lots of crushes when yeah. i was very very small as well so, but i remember the very first ever school excursion we went on and yeah. i must have been about three or four around okay, there so this is like a sort of play group yes excursion. yes okay, okay. where it's not grade one great it's yeah, a yeah. color yeah, yeah. I was in yeah, yellow yeah, group. You're yeah. in the red class. exactly yeah, yeah. and we saw the animated film a land before time <gasps> Oh. oh lordy! And you learned. Do you, you learned about, Yeah, yeah. And you learned about tragedy and and death. <laughs> Do you think that was their plan? Ah, we've screened that at the bioscope <laughs> once or twice. 
they who know how, they they know how to um they know how to uh, jerk a tear. I was so yeah, the moved. Land, yeah, the Land Before Time is a famous old kids film about dinosaurs. About dinosaurs. Doesn't it end with like the end of the dinosaurs? How does it end again? I can't remember how it ends, but was it the parents? pass away the mummy and daddy dinosaur and then they have to live with the grandparents or the other way around i just remember unmistakably uh tears 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 okay so that that will always be that one stuck out cool and then i think that also yeah i think that uh that grows a kid up (laughs) however old you are at that point two hours later two hours later you're a little more grown up yes you're grappling with things like death I don't think I've been able to go back and rewatch that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we as I said, we've screened it, but I haven't rewatched it because um, it's good though. Yeah. Okay. So land before time. Yeah, I love okay. that. And then with the kind of musical family that we were in, mm. doe a deer, a female deer, ray a drop of golden sun. The sound a of music. Voice. You 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 you've re- recorded music. Yes, I have. I yeah, have. Yeah. That wasn't a. Uh, uh, fishing for compliments. No, no, no. But I, I wanted to give it to you because you, you've got a lovely voice. Um, that is um, sound of music. Yes, yeah. the sound of music. Yeah, and we loved. That. It's come up a few times with people. It's 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 quite an important movie. Yeah. you'll love this. Um, there was some interview, some cool GQ talk about your film role interview yeah. with uh, Hugh Grant, and they were like, "What's your favorite film?" And he didn't even skip a beat. He's like, "Sound of music." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he says he often sings sings along out loud. I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get but it. But you forget two things. You forget how long Sound of Music is. It's three hours. Okay. Now we have to discuss and, this. And yes. you forget it gets dark and serious. It's when, about the war. It's, yeah, when the Nazis hectic. come yeah. and they start running away and hiding. Like yes. every time I've seen it, I'm like, I keep forgetting that yes. there's this part. <laughs> because you're Doty La Sofa Mire Doring and yeah. and the rest of it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was talking to my brother. Uh, you may know him. He's a comedian. His yeah, name yeah. is Khamani Mulan. And, uh, <laughs> and we were talking about that middle bit where it, it, it lags a little bit because the storyline has to reflect yeah. what was happening at and the time. And there's even an intermission. There's a there's a title card that says intermission, intermission. And, and music plays. Yeah. It's wild. It was, it was so very long. formative for me. It was very um, instructive for me. It, 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 I think it showed me how much I loved music yeah. and how bonding that was as a family. Like my okay. mom and I would sit at the piano and she'd play and I'd sing. And it, it, oh. to this day, we do that because oh, I have a six-year-old now. And so now we've brought him into the troupe. Is he the, <laughs> is he the high-pitched voice now? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's the so next small. Exactly. So that was really incredible for me. Um, and in Sound of Music, there's that famous moment where the kids start singing before yes. they go to bed. Yes. Uh, you strike me as the person who also put on shows. Yes. At dinner parties. Yes. We've realized this. We had um, Jonathan Rocksmith, the yes. musical performer on the show, uh, and myself and the other guy who works on the uh, as, a, as a co-worker with us, Cole. And we realized that there are two categories of, of kids. Oh. Kids who do dinner party shows for their parents and their friends and kids who never would have ever thought of such a thing. <laughs> so the one that comes to mind, I think it was Wilson Phillips... Either hold on or release me, release me. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that song? 
Um, I know. Hold oh on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so you performed um, that to your parents at a sort of dinner party. Yeah, and I mean, there was no Google for lyrics, so I'd have to stop the tape, write the lyrics, go rewind, stop the tape, write the lyrics, rewind. And I sang that, and my uncle, who's just like a very typical straight-laced man, Mm. he's just like, ah, Baba Lord. (laughs) You special. We have to sit where you're subjecting us to this Uh, on this day. Um, But yes, I fall into that category 100%. Lovely. 100%. Okay, then we get a a little bit older. We're now in high school. Mm. um, And this is when we um, have our teenage crush Mm. form. Mm. So it could perhaps be a a little more, not dangerous, but... It doesn't have to be as innocent and as fun because yeah. we're a little bit older now. Curious to know what, what, what came to you in high school. Um, so high school was teen films when mm. I was in high school. So that very typical uh, late 90s, early 2000s teen film trend mm. was happening. Mm. I love the fact that we're similar age because sometimes I have people on the show who are much younger, much older, yeah. and then I can't often relate or they give me the film I'm like oh my god that was high school for me <laughs> and that's their puppy right, love exactly, or something. exactly so it's nice that we're kind of of similar age what, so in that mix um i i loved the film 10 things i hate about you lovely hey hey what, what a, a good one what a good one and we we've often done that at the bioscope as a date night and it, it still slaps it's so good. It's it's lovely. It's, it's yeah, taming of the shrew. Yes, in a modern setting. Yes, absolutely. Good old Heath Ledger. And I think that was one of the first times we were introduced to him. Yeah. Um, and then watching him develop the way he did was also so mm. fascinating. Yeah. Um, the character development in that film was also really cerebral for a teen film. Right? They weren't talking down to us. I That's felt a good like point. it was. Yeah. Nice and clever and honored that we're clever too. And yeah, I enjoyed that. that's a good that. point. I enjoyed that a lot. Where, Ten things I heard about Where you. were you in high school? Here in Joburg at Sacred Heart College. Sacred Heart. Yeah. Ugh. Catholic. What was that like? You know, it was a Catholic school with the Catholicism elements, right? So chapel once okay. a week um, and prayers, etc. and so forth. I didn't mind that because yeah. that's another stage to perform. So I'd sing great church <laughs> and I'd do all of the speeches and the talks and the readings from the Bible. I love that. Because you had an audience. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so lovely. Um, but it was quite a liberal school, I found. Oh, good. We were... Because those don't necessarily go hand no, in hand. No. Okay. It was, it was quite an incredible school. One of the first to open its doors in the transition to 94. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of that and a lot of like uh, prominent politicians sent their kids there. Uh. So it was really mixed. It was ideologically really advanced. It was oh, great. Good. It was great. Um, you, had you stopped KTV by then? No. No. I wow. started KTV when I was 11. I just forget when it kind of ended. So that's ended. the end of primary school. Oh, so it was majority of the high school? Yeah, I stopped when I was 19, when I got into radio. Oh, wow. So that was f- going into second year last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So then you were kept very busy. I guess if there's other famous kids in your school, you were a little more balanced in that regard? Or was it kind of tough to be the famous person? 
I guess it's a, is it a smaller school? It was smaller compared to yeah. compared to others. Um, look, what was yeah. fa- what was that kind of fame yeah, like? Let me think about what I want to say here. <laughs> let me think about it. I think in high school, kids just want to fit in and be cool and yeah. whatever. 100%. And if you stand out, it's because of something that elevates your cool quotient. You know, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. right? And so if you are a part of the strange minority where people kind of put you on a pedestal, you're shiny, but mm. at the same time, there can be jabs and jealousy and yuckiness around yeah. it. So it's, that was like you felt, you felt a little bit of that. I felt a, a little bit of that. A dose of it all. I, yeah. I'd imagine the people in your class and the people in your grade, you know, you, you were just another kid. But Especially because I started at that school in grade triple zero yeah. all the way to matrix. There was so a lovely... We knew each other. Um, Randall Abrams, the, yes. the, the idols judge once, he, he gave us such a great talk at Varsity once. And he just said, like, even if you had the most famous person in the world next living next door to you, Brad yeah. Pitt... First time you see him, you'd be so excited. Yeah. But if he's your neighbor, after the third time, you're like, it's fucking Brad Pitt. Yeah. Who cares? So it was, you know, maybe fine for that. But when you had other school events and netball games or something, I'm sure, did you encounter weirdness when you were around strangers in your school life? I mean, maybe more just because I'm a little socially awkward. Oh, <laughs> or, you know? Yeah. Did you find that? I, maybe. Not yeah. really. Not really. I think that. In the main, because of the fact that we were around each other so much, I think that in the main, I was judged because of my character, not necessarily because of what I did. Um, In the very, very early days, there was some weirdness around who my mom was because people knew she was famous. Yeah. And so there was some weirdness around that. But yeah, it also was such a long time ago, Russell. I don't know. No, no, no. Of course, it's your, your life. And yeah. it was normal for you. Um, okay, so then now we go to Varsity. Yes. And uh, this is now the It's Getting Serious film where um, relationships, probably not Varsity, but sort of after Varsity, are serious to the point where perhaps someone's moving in or, it, you know, things are getting a bit more serious. Um, this is also a chance when you are now building your work career. Yeah. Um, these are, could be even more edgier or... And they are. And they are. What what are you what were your films? So I remember going to the eight mile premiere. All right. Yeah. And we were in varsity. I don't know if we won tickets or yeah. something had happened. Um and I'm sure you were invited often to those kinds of things. Perhaps not at that stage. Okay. Um, but definitely that's something that's been a part of my life. But I think as part of the the Harker or whatever it was at the university. We were invited. Uh, where, where, where did you go to university? I went to Rao. Okay. Not UJ. Yeah. Rao. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> yeah, where, where they were all those things. I found that amazing. I went to Vits. Okay. Where you're just a student number, you go show up, you go home. Like, okay. It's very independent and individualist in that sense. Yeah. But Rao, and a lot of my friends did go to Rao, similar to Tux, has a culture of... Big culture. Of of these things and activities yeah. and songs and song and dance, seri dancing, the mm, whole thing. Where you got to like serenade other other yeah. people and oh, 
Yeah. Okay, so you were a part of that. Yeah, I was a part of that. So we went to the Eight Mile premiere, and I just remember being so blown away because I love hip hop music and I love okay. Eminem, right? Yeah. And so you never. It was a good film. You never quite know what you're going to expect when someone does that crossover moment, mm. and it was incredible. Cross, it was in, crossover, crossover from being, music oh, into, into film, film, yeah, which Marshall did, right? Yeah, and at some points you're like, oh, you can't act, but in this point for him, so he could, yeah, so good. The story was so good. The soundtrack was so good. Brittany Murphy. She was amazing. Was so good. Yeah. One of the sexiest scenes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Well, that actually, funny Oof. enough, came up in an, in an episode with Bonko Corsa. Really? And we spoke about that scene specifically where Just. I was like, that was an interesting sex scene. <laughs> but the passion, the like everything about that was yeah. intense. Yeah. It yeah. was the intensity of it. And yeah. she was such a great actress. She played that so she, she well. She played the fuck out of it. No, Rolling okay. with the homies. That was clueless, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From there. Yeah. Yeah. No, Brittany was incredible. Brittany Murphy. And then, um, I suppose, moving on from that, then the Sex and the City phenomenon okay. started happening. And so the series then evolved into those films. Okay. And you enjoyed those. And I always liken it to, you know how little kids watch The Lion King and they know all the words. They can yeah. recite all the words. Yeah. Sex in the City. I know all oh, the words, all the things. It's like a comfort film for me. Okay. So the film specifically, but then you obviously also watch the, the TV shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I guess a strong woman with agency putting out her creative work. There's some similarities to Are you, you talking about Carrie Bradshaw? Yeah. Yeah, there is that element. There's also the element of breaking out of what the social construct of the good girl is. Yes, And that like entire that. show showed different kinds of strong femininity mm. um, and different kinds of reactions to encountering men and relationships yeah it was a lovely balance of all of it because she sort of went in and out of relationships then there was the samantha who yeah. had lots of flings yes. but still remained powerful and respectful and whole and whole yeah and then there was the one that was in a relationship like a long-term marriage well she desired that charlotte she yes. desired that so desperately that that defined her for such a long time right and and you know, all of the peril that came as a result of that. Yeah. Um, and then there was uh, Miranda, who's the really strong, bold, corporate yeah, lawyer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just great. It was I a related good to that of it a lot. All. Um, there was the woman that came, the, the writer, came to Joburg to do shows. Have I missed that? I don't know whether it's still happening. Well, it's about to happen. It's about well, to happen. I've got a feeling it was now. Oh, what about it? now? Yes, definitely. <laughs> the, woman who, the woman who wrote the book, because it started with a series of books. So Carrie, Bra her name sounds similar to Carrie, Candace Bushnell. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. When I went to New York for the first time, part of my mission was to find Manolo Blahniks. And I found the shoe. That's a shoe. That's the okay. shoe. Right. Um, and the whole thing. It really was a cultural moment. You, you can go to... The house in New York that was the brownstone. The, that was the outside. Yes, yeah. yes, um, and the shop where they sold the rabbit. I see. I don't know that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a lovely little lanyard outside because it's someone else's private house, mm -hmm. 
and there's just a lanyard going, don't get on the steps because everyone wants to pose on the yeah. steps. Yeah. And there's a little donation box that just says, if you're here, if you're going to take a photo, just add a little bit of money and it's going to go to a cause or something. So yeah, whoever lives great. in that house accepts that people are always going to go. <laughs> it's the same as when I was in Amsterdam. I took one of the band members to the bench yeah. from Faultnau Stars. <laughs> Because you can find the exact bench. That's incredible. Um, in Full House, we went to the house. Really? Yeah. Where is that? In San Francisco. Mm, just That's w- great. You know, of course, they never shot anything sure. there. Um, the facade. But it's just the facade yeah. that they used as the cutaway. Yeah, I think that stuff's so interesting. I love that. Yeah, part. it's but great. But more specifically, it was very cool going uh, in LA to um, the Warner Brothers studio. Okay. And you can see certain sets. sets. And certain stuff was used in certain Friends episodes, and it was cool to see, like, okay, these are the stairs that Ross came down, and this is, this was used for that, and oh, it's lovely. It is lovely. It is, it is lovely. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we are on radio. Yes. Okay, and it was nine four seven. It was Metro. Uh-huh. Then it was nine four seven again. Uh huh. And then Power. Look at your research. Hey. Yes. But tell me something. When you were doing all access that was a big tv show right that was yeah what what was some of the access that you got (laughs) what were some of the highlights that's a great question oh gosh what a great question what were some of those those pinch me moments yeah this is cool um it was like like a top billingy type show right yes we would get into trouble if you'd say that because it was all access i know it was a separate entity i know (laughs) <laughs> but absolutely, it was a similar premise, right? So here idea, are your hosts, yeah. and we give you literal all access behind the scenes into the thing, whatever. So one of my highlights, actually, it's so interesting that you asked me this. I'm a little bit uh, thrown off because I didn't think about this. I haven't yeah. thought about this in a long time. Um, I'm binge watching Grey's Anatomy at the moment from okay. season one to now. Okay. And... Um, that pretty blonde girl in Grey's, Catherine Heigl. So we got to go mm. on a... Well, she became the movie star. She was in Knocked exactly. Up. Exactly. So we went dresses. to LA through All Access. Yeah, yeah. And we went on the press junket. Lovely. For the film that she was in with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, uh, yeah. Where they were like assassins. It was like such well, a Hollywood lovers. romp. They were lovers, but they were... He was an assassin, but he didn't tell her. Or she was an assassin. Yeah. It was one of those like, okay, it's a and Hollywood rompy. he was the most rude. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. He was, I had. Um, Talking about Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Ashton Kutcher was one of the got interviews. Him on a, got him on a bad day. That reminds me of just how good I am at what I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> he came at me. I'd ask him questions and he'd be subversive, a little bit sarcastic. Oh, and at first you kind of go, okay, maybe it's banter. Okay, let's banter. And it got worse and worse and worse. And I do a thing called low and slow. So if someone mm, comes at me. This is your teacher voice. And I go low, right? Yeah. And I speak so slowly. Yeah, it's you working for me now. I'm getting, understand. I'm getting scared. <laughs> I make myself big in my chair. And it yeah. was one of those director's chairs. So the arms were high up. And I just made myself, nobody taught me how to do this. It's but in natural, that moment, yeah. I just knew this guy 
is mm. not going to let me get my interview. And in a press junket, you only have two and a half, three and a half, five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Joburg with empty tapes. Not on my watch, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And we did it. And I got him to do at least what I needed for what I knew my editor would be happy with. Yeah. And I got out there and the whole American crew started applauding. Uh, they were like, well done. Okay. You held your own. You got him. Because okay. he must have been in a shitty mood that whole day. And yeah, he was and doing it, that to all the journalists. And it is hard because you have to answer some of the same questions I over and over that. again. But no, I've that's, flown from Africa to yeah, come and ask you questions. Yeah, that is unforgivable because so, that is part of the job. No, 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 no. And, and you know what? I do absolutely understand that. And I also understand how challenging it is because perhaps that's not your skill set, right? A lot of artists Good point. come yeah. alive on screen or on stage or behind the microphone, but maybe they're quite reserved They hate talking otherwise. about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe it's that. But you asked about an all-access memory, and mm, that's an all-access memory. That's a good one. What was she like? She was adorable, okay. amazing, managed by her mom. I came back after the interview, and I said, please, can I have a selfie with you? And her yeah. mom was like, absolutely not. And she said, come, 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 come. And we took a selfie together. It was oh, just lovely. a beautiful moment. So that was really, that was really good. Okay. Yeah. Because that was at the point where a show like Mnet, like had a huge budget, right? Where Mnet had a lot of economy. Yeah, I think... But I mean, where you could fly to LA. Yeah, I think those were a lot of partnerships between the movie companies and okay. the production companies sure, rather sure. than straight budget being released from the channel. Oh, uh, good point. As far yeah, as yeah, I yeah. understand. But yeah. it was nice that you were a, a, a premium show yeah. that could get that time. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a yeah. really interesting... Um, yeah, it was a really interesting time. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then our last film is is the the film you would settle down with. <laughs> this is this is now now we're at that point now where you are considering marriage, but more so just considering what kind of film could be there for you yeah. at any point oh, in time. Oh, that's so cute. And so curious to know. It doesn't even have to be a film you've met yet, you know, so it doesn't it doesn't have to happen. But if you've got something that's interesting, which film you think you could is your sort of all time yeah. go to, and it could be one of the previous films. Yeah, it's so challenging to think of that, eh? Because sure. we haven't met all the films no. as yet, and maybe you think you like girly films, but maybe you like boyish <laughs> films or the other way around. You never yeah. know. But I'll tell you films that I can watch over and over and That's over. It. And the film that you just like, you know that feeling it's going to give you. Yeah. And it's warm and it's love. It's yeah, love. Yeah. Um, I call it the Titanic of the Sky. Interesting. Can you guess? Titanic of the Sky. Set on a plane? Y yes. Okay. Well, The it, Tragedy of Titanic? No, 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 okay. no. Pearl Harbor. Oh, lovely. Okay. The Titanic movie. of the Skies. Right? It's Titanic in the Skies. Yeah. No, 100%. Oh, my gosh. I love it. It's so warm. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Unrequited love, sliding doors, missed opportunity, yeah. coming back. Your whole life is upside down, has been taken from you, but you still, but who are you? Who are you coming back from war, you know? 
Um, who, who are you identifying with? I'm I'm talking about the the woman Affleck character. Oh, yeah, so, as, as so, Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, so he goes off and he's like, that's right, you know. And then and then, all, and then while he's gone, his buddy, well, Josh Hartnett comes in, sweeps in, takes the. Also, takes, let's just take a moment for Josh Hartnett. Sure, he's making a nice little um, little comeback. Resurgence. Mm. That's good. Yeah, he was in Oppenheimer. Yes. Um. But yeah, no, no, he was great. Do you know, speaking of Oppenheimer, mm. Barbieheimer or yeah, Open yeah, Barbie, yeah. that Barbie movie was great. Barbie was great. That Curious Barbie to know what you think. movie was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was clever. Yeah. I thought it was layered. Mm-hmm. I thought just from a prettiness point of view, it was very pretty mm. to look at. Um, surprising. Very yeah. surprising. No, it was. It's it's very special. And of course, you're now hearing about all the things that they're going to do and all the other adaptations but it's not people mustn't think of it as that it's it was such a special moment in time where it was the right time to do it and and they owned everything that barbie comes with yes and it was daring and it was a big swing and it really captured the kind of um it was a big swing (laughs) duality of how many of us who grew up with barbie feel about Barbie, right? Yeah, totally. Like, this was very much not what I looked like, but then what I was forced to aspire to, but still somehow loved it, but still somehow reflected all of the powerful things that we can do. It was great. It was, it was really, really smart. Great. And and the, the people behind it is Greta Gerwig yes. and her partner, Noah Baumbach. And mm. they've made these super smart, great indie darling films. Yeah. And you can imagine them doing the pitch going, Okay, Mattel, <laughs> like your reputation with any girl past a certain age who's played with their Barbies, like the reputation's kind of in the toilet. Let's own that. Let's answer that. And build and this other thing. Let's make a film for everyone who's put their Barbie down. Yeah. Because Barbie's got enough films already for the kids that do play with Barbies. Sure. So this is not for them. Oh, it's lovely. I loved it. I loved it. And, and that America Ferreira monologue. Yeah, was so moving. Um, yeah, and then when she uses all of that to break the spell, all yes. the difficult things about yes. being a woman. Yes. And, yeah. No, I'm glad I you enjoyed it. I don't know how much that's reflected in film and mainstream media. I found that to be extremely. I felt seen. You know. Good. Because I think often we're just expected to. Especially right Thrive, at the, survive, be, yeah. you know. But especially right at the end, just, just having a, a, an appointment at the gynecologist. Like, that, <laughs> that's, why that, that's why that was such a funny <laughs> end, just to speak to that very last beat. But listen, that, that actress is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie in the ice skating film. I, Tanya, yeah. Is mind-blowing. Yeah. She's, she's phenomenal. She actually, she gets credit, but I don't think she gets enough credit yeah. for the fact that she put Barbie together. Uh, executive production-wise. Mm, mm. She did a lot to make it happen herself. She wasn't just the, the pretty girl that came in at the end to play the role. That's great. She put a lot of it together. I love that. That yeah. makes me so happy. No, and she, she got Greta Gerwig, I believe, and... and just hearing some of these stories, you'd appreciate this from a musical um, point of view. There's a lovely interview out there on the on the internet with um, Billie Eilish uh-huh. talking about how they got this personal 
meeting. They got shown like 90% of the footage and were asked to create a song. Mm. And she created, she created the most amazing song, yes, I yeah. Used to Float, yes. but now I fall because she saw the scene where now once you've seen the movie, you yeah. know she doesn't just float down to yes. her car. Um, what am I made of? And it's, it's such an incredible song. But it was just so cool hearing her talk about seeing the movie, going, mm. oh, my God, you've made this incredible film. And, of course, it wasn't completed, so Greta Gerwig was still trying to explain. And she's like, I got it, I got it, I yeah. know what this is. Yeah. And then how that song just appeared, and you know this feeling, right, in, in music, how something can just land in your lap, mm. like just the right phrase or the right words or the right tone. And so that was quite mm. cool hearing that. Love that. That's the last film I've actually seen at the movies. And it got a lot of people out to cinemas. Yeah. It, it cinema won that weekend. It was, it, we'll never see another thing like it. Yeah. Um, other things might come in other shapes or forms, but this one was, a, was such a great moment where, where two remarkably different things you know, came out on the same day. And all the conversation and the debate, it's, mm. it's exactly what I think cinema and film is about right exactly. any piece of art you put out there yeah really forwards the discourse i want to just tell you um i produced a television show called a bio okay. which is at the bioscope hey Yay. for soweto tv and what, what was it it was film review it was oh, introduction to what's coming up in cinema in the next week or the next day whatever oh, the cool. release was when was that um, sure, years elude me. Um, yeah. Early 10s, 2010, 12, 13, Lovely. around That was then. around the time the Bioscope was starting. Oh, for real? Yeah. We, um, we, we played with the idea of Cinematech. We had other words. And then it just, also, just a little bit like Billie Eilish. It just sort of landed in my lap. I was like, Bioscope has to be in the word. Because yeah. that's, it was a little, not uncool, but it was, it was an odd word to use. Vintage. It was vintage, but to the point where like, if your grandmother had said, are you going to the bioscope? You'd be like, that's not what it's called. It's called the movies. <laughs> but we were noticing that in the history of, of cinemas, there were these something, something bioscopes, right. the something bioscope. So we just said the bioscope's got to be in the name. Mm. And then when I was searching for available domain names, I realized and discovered that the bioscope.co.za was available. And I was like, we're going to be there. It's a sign. We'll be the bioscope. So if anyone else comes in our wake, after us, we'll always be the bioscope. Oh, I love the bioscope. So, yeah. So, thank you. Even in your last venue. Um, no, we've had, yeah, 13 glorious years of, yeah. of, of that. So, And it's nice that you're joining us now for the occasional Sunday night. Absolutely. For, for what is meant to be just a fun, you know, end to the week. Something nice and light and fun. I mean, not always. I think these guys, their social commentary is top tier yes and similar to yeah as we we're saying your experience the same goes for comics and yeah. so you you know the best thing you could ever give your brother is just more and more life experience traveling the world meeting people meeting lots of different people and mm -hmm. then you pick that up you just a sponge and that becomes such great um such great uh, material later on absolutely so yeah i think one of my first experiences coming to the bioscope was in your previous venue, your previous yeah, space. In Maboning, yeah. mm, in Maboning. And we came to see Miners Shot Down, the Marikana uh, movie. Yeah. 
Riyadh Desai. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think I'd actually interviewed him or was about to interview him on radio. Yeah, he's quite a character. And came to see the film because, you know, obviously I want to be prepared. Yeah. And I just remember feeling how special and powerful this venue is and yeah. the uh, intentionality, right, yeah. behind what it is that you screen. I thought that that was really almost subversive, right? Because we're, we're out there watching whatever blockbusters there are, but yeah. here are these very pertinent issues being flighted at the bioscope. It felt very cool. Thanks. No, that, that was a great film. And a lot of Riyadh's films have have really given the bioscope such substance and flavor. Yeah. You know, it, 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 his, it, his, his angle and his opinion and is great and important and often very right. So I'm certainly not questioning that. But it was just great to just hear someone's view. Yeah. And, and that's one angle at Maricano. Um, I think he's done a great job at, at having it be a very objective view. But it was just nice to hear his view on it, his take on it. But at that stage, we weren't hearing a lot of We weren't hearing anything. He reflected. Yeah. I mean, many may argue even to date, we're not yeah. quite hearing anything. So he's just adding such an important document into the investigation. Yeah. And he's done that research and it was very important to watch. So, no, it was, uh, we loved that stuff. That, that was our Spider-Man. Brilliant. You know, these, these films, there was also another great one called um, Unearthed about fracking in the Karoo. Mm. And it was also just great. There was one called Robert Mugabe, What Happened? And like when these films were doing so well relative to our size, just one cinema space, we realized just how important it was to, we always wanted to do this, but we just were so grateful that it was paying off. Because it's about that space as well, right? Having mm. the opportunity to see the work and then have a slice of pizza and a coffee and talk to people about yeah, the work. totally. And have no, those stay discussions. After. Yes. I mean, I think I saw Jennifer Ferguson perform. Was yes. that at the bioscope? Yes. I was yeah. there that night. Yeah. yeah. That was special as well. That was also, I've learned so much about our history and our people, obviously through the bioscope. So yeah. it took someone like, Jennifer Ferguson to have me discover who she was and what she was like and how talented she was and the part she played where all of a sudden you research her this is after she's performed so she was a musician but she was a politician she was like a minister of parliament at some point or something no and it was amazing talking to her and, and interacting and so I've been lucky enough to have those moments I think those spaces in those moments are so absolutely necessary and, yeah and I, I always hunger for those yeah we had we had george bezos amazing there was a documentary that was made about him that got screened as part of encounters and, and mm. he came mm. this is mandela's lawyer mm. this is the dude who was in the room where he said you know his famous speech about you know if, if i'm prepared to die Doesn't that go back to what we initially talked about, about your fame, your office, your legacy, right? At the end of the day, you're still a person. Yeah. And so for Abizos to sit here, it means that he also wants to engage and get that feedback and give more because he's a man, you know? Yeah. And and behind him was a, was a small frail old woman that you would have just glassed in your periphery. But then I was like, that's Nadine Gordimer. 
And I was like, good Lord, what the fuck is going on tonight? Like, Mm. this is incredible. So you get to see that. You get to host that. Yeah. And uh, Frances McDormand just walked in one day. (laughs) No way. (laughs) We'd heard she was in the precinct because there was this... Um, this rumor going around that she just walked in and, and, and ordered a bottle of water and I was like, hi, I know who you are and I think you're amazing. Um, obviously being a cinema, I know yeah. who Frances McDormand is and she, what was so nice and you'd appreciate this, it was the complete opposite of the day Ashton Kutcher was ha- having. <laughs> yeah. So instead of just this press day with lots of people, um, Frances McDormand was on holiday. Mm. So she was very chilled, very happy to explore I was talking about Jeppy's town yeah. and the neighborhood. And I was like, I've got this friend who runs this cool shoe store where they've got this old vintage stock of made in USA Converse and vans that they bought up in the 70s uh, and they still sell it. And she was open to it? And her son, like his eyes lit up and I was like, do you want to go? And she's nice. like, yeah. So we took her up into Jeppy's nice. town and shopped for shoes. Nice. And then she introduced me to her husband the next day. Yeah. Because she then came for lunch the next day, came across the restaurant and hugged me. I was like, this is lovely. And I didn't know who her husband was uh-huh. until I shook his hand. Joel Cohen, mm. one of the Cohen brothers. And I was like, oh God, I wasn't ready for this. It's amazing. <laughs> so That's that so cool. That's no, so, that so cool. cool. So, yeah. There's something else I wanted to tell you. Oh, when Chris Rock came to South Africa all those years ago, Okay. I've always attended comedy shows. And yes. there was the Comedy Underground in Melville, right? Yes. And so... And he snuck on. The person I was seeing at the time said, we have to go. And so we Trust went. me, we have to go. He's going to... He's going to be there. And he, there. he popped up and he was there. So I want to know, Bioscope Sundays, is Trevor Noah going to stop by? I, I haven't heard <laughs> about this. I, I, I started thinking about it, funny enough. Yeah. And um, I started thinking about the fact that those things would happen, especially with the comedy scene. And I just hope that those kinds of things could happen in the future. Nothing, nothing's been, nothing's been said. Nothing's been tied down yet. No, no. But, but I, it was interesting when we were in the pandemic and we weren't moving around, obviously none of that stuff was happening. And then as the bioscopes opened in this new spot, we've started comedy. A part of my brain was like, it would be cool to have these guys. It's going to happen. It would be so cool to just have them just do a little five minutes. Because the Comedy Underground was a tiny little club in Melville that I used to go to. Where, ironically, you would see Trevor Noah all the time. Yeah, You'd hang out with the guy. Of course, he was It was was a different phase of his career. A a very early chapter. but uh, but yeah, you hear those stories about the famous dudes just wow. just coming on for five minutes because once again, as you said, they are just normal dudes that need to gym, that need yeah. that need to work their creative muscle, and it could be a really nice little warm up or a really nice little after party um, because they're the kind of people that just want an audience. So I know you now, so my ears to the ground. Oh, we'll you'd be the know. first to know if I yeah. ever if I ever knew that. But I think sometimes you also don't even know. No, until it um, yeah. they they just they just decide to rock up. But if there's good connection with the other comics then then, then perhaps. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And Are we done? We 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 can be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know you're such a, a busy person and you've got to show you gotta now start framing your your yeah. mind for yeah. <laughs> something a little more serious but um yeah with someone who's just done and achieved so much um it's great to yeah talk about it all and appreciate you making the time 
Thank you. And um, and we hope to see more of you on a Sunday. Definitely. Absolutely. I listen to this podcast, so I'm excited to oh, yeah. be on this podcast. Yay. <laughs> so thank you for the invite. Thanks, Russell. Cool. Cheers. Oh. Ciao. All right. What a lovely chat. Yeah. What a great lady. The Titanic of the skies. I love, I love that. It. I love that. No, Pubby has just always been excellent. Just Did excellent you, uh, were you, were you a KTV kid? I wasn't personally like part of the, the presenting team. No, no, no. But like, no. did I watch KTV? Did you watch KTV? Oh, every day. Every day. Yeah. Every single day and twice on a Saturday. You could kind of, you could almost tell the level of privilege <laughs> of a kid in the 90s as to whether or not you were a KTV kid or like a kiddio kid. Oh, right. Because you'd have to one, pay for the it. The one required Mnet, which yes. was... I don't know how much an Mnet Dakota was. It must have been thousands. But I think it was a significant amount because it certainly divided the playground, right? Definitely. I mean, it was, and, and KTV was not open time. No, so no. That, like, there was no, none of that. That was the reason KTV is, was a little bit like Supersport is now. It's like, that's one of the significant reasons why DSTV exists. Yeah. You know, multi-choice. It was built on the back of that. Yeah. I have a friend coming over on Friday. He said, can we watch rugby? And I was like... Can't. I only have streaming things. Can you? And he's like, no, no, I've got DSTV streaming. It's that important. I'm like, that's great. You yeah. can log in. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting how all that works. So how, how are you? Uh, how are you finding it here at the video store? I love it. I, I don't, um, you know, enjoy rewinding tapes. But there's a there's a bit of admin that that comes with admin. the job. But but no, I'm I'm digging it. I think it's really really cool. Yeah. One of the biggest perks is the fact that you get to watch movies. Yes, obviously. And, <laughs> and so we we watched um, two great films, both of which are out in cinemas now. You were able to join for the second one. Yes. The first one that I watched uh, is Killers of the Flower Moon, Amazing. which is the new big Scorsese picture. It's a real, it's a real Hollywood picture. A, a picture. Hey. A picture. And then when, how did you find that? Yeah, so I want to tell you about that. Yeah. And then the other film that... We watched where we where you joined was Cat Person. Yes, with the great Gadsby. The great Gadsby. Yeah. Oh my God! No one's ever fucking done that. <laughs> that I mean, there's dude, a first for everything, right? That dude has been traveling the world with me for the last decade, and I've never come up with the great, the great Gadsby. Gadsby. We once did Memories of a Gad show where we took his. <laughs> <laughs> his, his travel pillow and we put it on his head so he he looked it looked like this sort of ornamental headpiece oh i love that yeah and i i thought that was particularly funny okay yeah, the great okay. gadsby yeah so gad um christina and myself watched cat person last week yes um okay let's talk about killers of the flower moon okay because it's the big i think it's one of the big films of the year i think it will be um i'm certain it will be a oscar film yeah in some capacity um so this is martin scorsese who is the sort of a legendary filmmaker of raging bull and the departed the departed the departed the departed departed and he's done um the worst boston accent sorry just want to thank anyone who like was listening to that just sorry no that was a good one the departed the departed yeah. You've got to pack your can have a yard. yard. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so much like The Departed, 
much like Wolf of Wall Street, this is a film with um, Leonardo DiCaprio at the center of it. And it's Leonardo DiCaprio being very typical Leonardo DiCaprio, which is that he gets himself embroiled in something much bigger than him. He spirals out of control, which he's very good at being. He's got his back against the wall. He's. I've got a question. Yeah. Does he does he go for a girl that's younger than him? I don't know her age. Okay. Lily Gladstone, who plays the person. But basic back of the box of um, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's set in a sort of wild westy um, frontier America, where the Osage people in Oklahoma, the Native American tribe, um, have found oil on their land. And um, the government, in some capacity, which I thought was very interesting, I didn't know this history, was actually giving them land rights, which is great because the narrative generally has been that, you know, the, the white folk came, fucked them up, and these guys were poor and, and were obliterated. Yeah. But this is a, the very interesting moment in history where the Osage people were wealthy and they were driving the fanciest cars and wearing these, you know, expensive clothes. And in this community, you have Robert De Niro, who is the sort of grandfather figure who's a pillar of the community. And he's a farmer there. And Leonardo DiCaprio comes back from the war and he's his nephew. And over the course of three and a half hours, <clears throat> but let me tell you, it goes by pretty quickly okay. um the basic story is about the systemic but the but the the very careful killing of these people so that they can take the land rights so that uh. the white folk can get in on the action so wow. he's encouraged leonardo caprio is encouraged to marry one of them uh. and then he works slowly but surely in killing like the sister, the cousin, ah, the so it's like uh, this whole ploy. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. It's like, yeah. hey, take the candy. Yeah, and then and uh, and so these people know that they that something's happening. But this is the yeah. era long before CSI and fingerprints and stuff. So all you could really do was, you know, shoot someone in the front of the head and put the gun in their hand, and then everyone thinks it's suicide. Wow. You know, so we were still learning a lot there. So so it was really about how. No one was really helping them. So they had power, but they didn't have power. Gotcha. That's what's interesting is that they had money, but the money was their weakness in a sense. Because, oh. because you even saw how the banks were reluctant to give these people money. And it was a process. So they were, they were, they were, used, they were taking advantage of them the whole time. So it's quite a sad film. It's quite a like, cruel film. It's quite a bitter film. But there is moments of funny so it's not it's not it's not like three and a half hour drag through the mud, but it's just it's an important film and it's a great film and everyone fucking acts their pants off. <laughs> it's really good, so I'm really 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 glad I saw it. Okay, I think people should see it because you know you really have someone operating with so much experience, yeah. being Scorsese and of course now all these actors, everyone's at the at the top of their game. And then the last part of the film is very much about the investigation, which then happens, okay. which you realize is at the start of what is to become the FBI. 
Wow. So they arrive in town and they're called the Bureau of Investigation and nobody knows what that is and who they are, but they're this new thing set up. So it's it's a very important moment in history. Amazing. But much like, did you watch The Woman King? I have not. Okay, so The Woman King was a great film about this particular African kingdom, mm-hmm. which is also something you don't necessarily see, this idea of an African kingdom. And it's about this elite a group of women soldiers which existed in history. And and what's so great about that is that the world doesn't know that that, that really existed for the most part. That's true, yeah. And they were an anomaly. They were something different. And this Osage um, moment is also so significantly different to what the general narrative has been about Native Americans. You kind of think of them as, you know... Uh, you know, intense, right? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, coming yes. over the hill on horses and, you know, being nomadic and all this. But right. this is at the point where there were cars and houses and institutions and banks and money. And these folk for, a, I think, a very small period of time had this money, which yeah. slowly got, you know, um, dissolved out mm. because they were, they were systematically killed. It's quite wow. something. No, that's it's a that's a lot to take in. Yeah, and just from like um, obviously, I mean, it's like it's just one of those filmmakers that you don't actually have to discuss the how was the technical, mm. you know, on this film. I'm sure it was fantastic. Yeah, everything about it was just so confidently done, and as I said, it was three and a half hours, but it went by. Yeah, that's good. It went by like quickly. That means it's good. Yeah, that to me, if like if I can sit through three and a half hours, yeah, and no breaks. No breaks. No. <laughs> the old days we used to have breaks. Do you remember the, the intermission in Titanic? I do. I do. <laughs> they I were also like, used the world to drink... is not ready for this. No, like I also used to like drink a copious amount of Coca-Cola. Mm. So I, that break was welcomed. Mm. Very necessary. Very necessary after a liter of Coca-Cola. And then, um, <laughs> and then you and I went to watch um, Cat Person. We went to, yeah. Yeah, and, and which is also something that I didn't, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was to yes. me. Yes, the trailer is is uh, not deceiving, but the the trailer is interesting and 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 gives you an impression. Right. Um, but I I must say I went in not knowing too much. Yeah. And what I love about it, and perhaps this can sort of set up the chat about it, is I realized that it wasn't a horror. It was a thriller, but when you say thriller, you generally think of it being quite a serious film. Like thrillers, by definition, always seem to take themselves very seriously yes. and be very dramatic. But this was a comedy thriller. That's actually a very good observation. Which I don't think really ever exists. No, that's, and I think they are, but that's unbelievably rare. Mm. It's a very rare and... Yeah, occurrence to have the, those two genres kind of meet and meld the way that it did. Yeah. But I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, it was awkward. It was an awkward film. So it's about a young girl at, who's a varsity student. Uh, it's an American film. And um, it's all about her relationship and her encounter with this guy yeah. who's an older dude who comes to, uh, she works at a cinema. And he's a patron there and they developed this relationship. And it was also very much, I also thought this was very interesting, yeah. is that it was a very modern romance in the sense that I think 
you know, when you look back on all other romance films, um, especially the more classic ones, they're very classic. They meet, they talk, they fall in love, they do things. Yeah, Where they this, write each other little yeah. letters and notes. Where yes. this, so much of this relationship now, we don't want to give too much away, but we want to set up what the story is. Yeah. So much of this relationship was about her text relationship with this guy that yes. she's just met. I think there is so much relevance to this film. Because that's how it works Because that's days, how right? it works. And also just, and not to, I mean... Not to reveal too much about myself, mm-hmm. but there's been, you know, I've watched that and I was like, this is exactly how it is. Yeah. It's like, the, it wasn't like even, uh, yeah, that's unrealistic or anything. It was just so beautifully captured what it is. And I think from both sides, which was also interesting. Yes. And and that's what makes this, this, this story great is yeah. that when they do then start a relationship, things go crazy. Yes. And I think they each had their own idea of how this thing was playing out and who each other was. Um, and there's the comedy, there's the anxiety, there's this moment, Yeah. there's a bit of trauma. And I think, you know... Um, oh, a she definitely bit of a tr- has PTSD. Yeah, and, it, and a <laughs> bit of a trigger warning. There is this kind of moment of s- yeah. sexual abuse in a sense. Um where it shows you the 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 real subtlety of those moments where oh yeah there could be the sex scene happening where he is believing something <laughs> is happening she is having a completely different experience yes and something could go completely awry and then nobody kind of knows how yes. to handle this no so I, it's that a was super also, smart moment that was also too, like just one of the the we, like weirdest experiences that I've had in a cinema. It was a very long sex scene. It was a very long sex <laughs> scene, but for some reason it was, this is going to sound weird, don't take it the wrong way, but it was kind of okay. It was it yeah. was done in a way where you can actually watch through it yeah. and not go like, oh, like, when is this going to end? Fuck me. I yeah, just yeah, want to yeah. stop this. It's just horrible. Yeah. It was actually, it was awkward, but yet you could... You could watch it and, um, I, I suppose, gain understanding or something about the context that both people are experiencing yeah. at the same time. No, and it and it was so. it was very cool to watch it with you. It was very cool for this to be our first our first movie <laughs> it was together. Our first movie together. Hi, I'm Russell. I'm Christina. Let's go watch this very awkwardly long sex scene together. No, but it was fun, <laughs> and 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 it also just once again reiterated to me the magic of the cinema experience because we were in a room full of people. This was organized, um, it's called the Culture Club, which is something set up by Empire Entertainment, which is one of the bigger distributors of films in South Africa. They do Warner Brothers and so DC, and so they do big films. And this is one of the smaller films that could get lost in the mix. Oh, totally. And, And in theory, a lot of these smaller films aren't necessarily made for cinema because they're not these big superhero spectacles. And so it's very cool that they've set up this sort of channel. This this It's called the Culture Club, which is like a community of a database. And it was very cool. Also, as the media, the video store was invited. So that's why we've all been a part of it. Mm. But in these moments, once again, it is so great to be in a cinema where like yes. someone in this cinema of like, 200 people in one awkward moment there was that one woman that just went highball 
Yes. <laughs> it was like everybody oh, fucking laughs. That was amazing. And it was just, you know, and then people were cheering at moments <laughs> and people were gasping. And I, I love that. No. It I was, think that's it was what, magical. You can see that. I mean, that's why I started a cinema. <laughs> yes. And why it was reinvigorated for me in COVID. Because when everything went quiet, you know, I realized that the magic of it is being and watching these things with other people. And kind of being forced to. Yeah. And 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 also just the etiquette of everything, of like not being on your phone. Yeah. Although some people don't comply no. to that, which sure. is kind of sad. But just also having that focus of, of going, I've committed to watching this film now. Yeah, and it's not going to pause. And a bunch of people <laughs> have put effort into it. Yeah. And, and you actually go and watch it. And yeah, you're right. I think there's a lot of things that just kind of get lost now. Yeah. But speaking of COVID times, oh. I, I ended a, a very long relationship. And went into COVID. So as I was now single and ready to mingle, um, the world shut down. So I hung out with my housemate in lockdown and we watched a lot of movies. But after about week two, I was like, I'm keen to just see Tinder. Because Tinder existed um, shortly after this long relationship started. So I never got the opportunity to experience it. I've I never experienced. I yeah. want to. Yeah, I've never experienced. So remember, it. We never will. So tell me. I remember being in this yeah. relationship, yeah. starting and forming, and then Tinder existed, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a, this is so fun. This is what a, <laughs> you know, what I mean, what an interesting time that, that, that this now exists." The, that wasn't the the cue for you to go. Maybe I'm not in the right relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just all still, um, all good at that point. And but I remember going, "Shit, I got to delete this because I can't be seen on here because I'm very much in a relationship." And then okay, I didn't okay. think about it. Okay. Then into the relation, then into lockdown, uh, I dabbled in Tinder and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the worst fucking place <laughs> in the world! Like, it's too terrible." But there was this one woman yeah. who I started chatting to, and um, during the hardest part of lockdown, yeah, we were friends. Okay. Okay. So it's it's not a this isn't going anywhere sort of weird and <laughs> catfishy no, because no, that's I what this hear. movie is about. So 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 cat yeah. person is about this this relationship, this emotional relationship that each develop as they chat. Yes. Via text. Yes. And I I totally get it. I had this person who <laughs> checked in with me every day. We spoke about what we were doing. You know, <laughs> it didn't involve it didn't evolve to anything. But I totally get. That we projected w- what this. This is so IRC of you. This is like the old chat room vibes. You just chat to people oh, that you have no that. idea. It's like it's. This is not what revolutionary. IRC. I, I, there was IRC. I, SRC, I, no, it was ARC. I IRC. Yes. IRC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's like having a MySpace. It's like you know again. MySpace. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like it. yes. No, I'm just saying like I know I'm old. I get it. No, but MySpace was particularly anonymous. And that's partly why it didn't really work. What, that's IRC? Why, no, like MySpace. Okay. MySpace, you could hide behind your profile oh, and totally. your name and, and you could make things up. Where oh, you Facebook, could totally catch fish and people did. Yeah. And it's face, not new. Facebook was then, the success of it, I think, was because it was rooted in more like real profiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that, yeah, interesting. But... Better. <laughs> yeah. No, so the chat thing, no, I get. Like we but all I, chat it with randos. But I back get in the, the I get the connection. Yeah. And I get how and so that's what that's what happened in this film. Yes. Um I don't know whether it is a true story because it was based on a New York Times article. Oh. 
Oh. The, the whole movie comes from an article that was written that that captured everyone's attention because yes. where this relationship then goes is something we don't want to reveal. That's something you got to watch. Yeah. Because it's um yeah. it gets very interesting and it and it goes to such a yes. crazy place. But I'm not sure whether it's a real story. I, I wouldn't know either, but I th- I, I do I mean I think it has to be. I think it's based on every relationship ever. Not every relationship yeah. ever, but a lot of people's have people have had this experience. I've had this experience. Not yeah. exactly to that degree, but yeah. like you've had you know, that kind of experience where you go, this how uh, you chat with someone, you're infatuated with them, you don't know. And you them project at all. a lot of what you think they could be, but you are only 100%. talking to text messages. Hundred percent. And I think that this film just captured it so well. That's like like I, I kind of I wish we watched a film that I hated. And I didn't hate it. I was like, I'm going into this, but I'm really a dog person, you know, at every little uh. <laughs> <laughs> at every little because um, that's, you know, especially if somebody says, okay, we're going to chat about some films. I'm like, okay, you know, being in a film, I'm going to go and, you know, like analyze this thing. And I, I normally don't, I try not to anymore. You I try, try not to analyze films. I try not to. And I'll tell you why. Because I do, I mean, like a little bit of post-production and, you know, editing and um, acting and stuff like that. I don't, because I'm in the industry, what's happened is there was a period of time where I would watch a film and not enjoy it because I would literally just be like looking for every mistake or okay. thing. You know, you'd be hyper, hyper analytical about it. And 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 so I had to unlearn doing that yeah. so that I can actually watch things and enjoy them. Yeah. But then because, you know, there's a certain degree of if you have, you know, some technical back- background or whatever – or, you know, yeah. professional background. You watch something and automatically you'll go, you know, as soon as it's bad, then I'll pick up on it. As soon as it's bad, then I can yeah. be like, oh, I can bitch about this now. Okay. You okay. Know? So that's what you mean by you wanted it to be bad. I wanted it to be bad. Because then you could find the things to talk about. No, but... But it was actually so good that I'm like, actually, just go watch it. Just go yeah, watch it. I think it was I great. I just, it. And I also do appreciate the fact that these <laughs> these distribution companies do invite the video store amongst others to to come to these films so that we can talk about the films that would get perhaps a little bit lost yeah because these other yeah. big films you know and we've spoken a little bit about how the sausage is made here but for those who don't know like the big films just get such big marketing budgets mm. often as much as the film production budget itself so we don't they don't need us no <laughs> to and necessarily talk about and them. then often it's just hype yeah, and then you go watch something that's supposed to be that that you know. Yeah, and a, so the, the, a few decades ago would have had more, like, still a big budget, but it would still, it would still have a little bit more nursing to it. You know, it would still be, yeah, something. And I, a lot of films that have a lot of hype, you go watch it and you're like, well, that was just a lot of hype. It's totally, but I think a film like this, I think will, will hopefully get some good like word of mouth. It's such a gossipy. Yes. Juicy film. It is in a, a juicy in a film. Certain way. I, I also think, think that, that this is a great film to test someone out on. So if you're like, uh, mm. you know, if you want to take someone on a date, it's now your like third date or something. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's amazing how there are those couple watching movies. They're not necessarily date night films. <laughs> this one, if, they, you, if you know, if you want to, if you on yeah, the fence about someone. Because there's this point where I'm not going to say I am on the guy's side in Cat Person, 
Because there is some stuff that he does that I'm not happy with. 100%, yeah. And he's not necessarily the greatest. But there is a couple of moments where you're like, I get where he's coming from. No, me too. And if he didn't get the signals, then yes, then that's why he thinks that way. 100%. And, and you kind of empathize with him. I also love that it's not it's, it's a movie that's awkward and puts mm, the girl, let's say the girl, the woman, in a, in a position that's like um, maybe overpowered where usually people would be victimizing her and she's not victimized. This okay. is also that something that I'm, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, like you're saying, like there's moments where you go, but I get where he's coming from. It's like taking that little bit of accountability from both sides yes. and, yeah. not, and, and not making someone a victim in the situation, but yeah. both people just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just really but like, they, no, that sounds like, oh, someone's going to come at me now with that. No, but, no, but I know what you, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. but once again, a little bit like, and I think we can talk about this without someone actually having seen the movie. But once again, to reiterate, there is this moment, there's this sex scene moment. Yeah. And it once again just shows how subtle and nuanced those moments are. Yes. And why they can be contested and why yes. they are such an they can be such an issue, especially when they are brought up in a court case years later 100%. because because literally beat for beat yeah. these moments can change yes and there could be a point where the woman's like i do i want to get out of here and i'm not happy but 100%. it's like and, and she's entitled to yes so i'm, I'm not saying anything funny exactly there, no but, we both agree on that but so many <laughs> decisions would. have gotten her to that point yes where, where it's very difficult to tell a jury that now this is a, yes. has now become a misdemeanor. And and also just that like internal dialogue of that is just so accurate. And just they did it very well. Just yeah. from a woman's perspective. It's 100% accurate. We're like, and oh, in that what moment, am I doing now? You should, you should, yeah, when you see the film, Cat Person, as I said, in cinemas now, you will <laughs> see that moment and you'll see how they chose to do it from yeah. a filmmaking perspective. And, and I, I actually feel I, sorry. I actually feel that you you'd watch this, and then from every angle, whether you're male or female, it's going to change you, and you're just going to be a better person. Mm. Yeah, it breaks it open and it explains yeah. it. And I think, and I think, don't you think it's cool that a romance film is being made in 2024 that helps and holds your hand through the subtlety. Yes. And compare a film like this to a film like American Pie. Do you know what I mean? Which is so basic. You know, yeah. it's about like hooking up with the chick and yeah, like, dude. you could finger her. Or, you know, it's like, what? This one time at band camp? <laughs> yeah, and it's like a lot of that <laughs> sexual encounter is very much told from the one point of view. And, and, it's, and it's. Yeah. And it doesn't point to any nuance. <laughs> it's no. just like. Do you hook up or do you not? Yeah, you know? it's quite crude. It's like a crudely... Very simple, very basic. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I find that interesting. No, this is, this is, this is really, truly, like, it's amazing filmmaking and I, I, I would recommend it's fun. it. No, Definitely it's a fun one. watch it. Um, yeah. What else are you enjoying now in your personal capacity? Is there oh, anything gosh. that you've been watching recently outside of the ones that we took you to? Um... Oh my goodness! I have to think about what there's some shows on Apple TV that I'm enjoying. Yeah, are you watching Lessons in Chemistry? 
I started watching Lessons in Chemistry. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah. With Brie Larson. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all started watching it. It's the new episodes coming out this... Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's going weekly now, which yes. is cool. Yeah. No, so I I'm, I'm all caught up and um, and we're getting new ones once a week. Yeah. And I, I, that's, that's also like a show that, that comes with, a, I suppose, a trigger warning. Uh, which one? How so? Uh, Lessons in Chemistry. Yeah, well, actually do They actually do give you a trigger warning, a physical, an actual, r- real trigger warning in the beginning of the episode because of also sexual assault oh, kind of yes, stuff. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, no, there is that moment in her, in her past, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I very much agree with that. Um, and bo- just kind of weird how they both kind of coincide. But again, very, very good depiction on both depiction, depiction of mm. bo- on both sides of how that feels. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lessons in Chemistry is based on a book, so it's not a real life story. The book is a fictional book, but it it's, represents a lot of characters in history, which were basically the female chemists of the sort of 1950s, yeah. 60s, 50s, 50s, 60s. Mm. Mm. Um, and Brie Larson plays a sort of a, a chemist's assistant and it's about her relationship with a particular chemist and how they work together. Um, and then some, you know, some yeah. drama happens, but <laughs> some but, drama happens. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> and then a story comes yeah, to life. No, cause the, it does take a, <laughs> quick turn to the, to the side after about two or three episodes. I don't want to give too much away, but no, that's that's but very, very good. Very be- pretty, beautiful, quite swooning. Swoon. Yeah, but it's a love. I I'm enjoying it. I yeah, I'm loving that. And then I, you, I kind of stopped watching good. What's it? The morning show. The morning show. It's dramatic, eh? <sighs> like I was just, uh, yeah. It's like a wound that doesn't heal for three seasons. I. But it is good. It is important. It is relevant. But because it's set in this morning show yeah. where there's deadlines and the news yeah. and it just and and things keep happening, um, it, uh, it 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 demands your attention. So yeah. you keep watching. It's like a car crash. You just like keep watching, but it's yeah. it doesn't get better. <laughs> Is that no, how you feel? Did it's you like give a car crash, it? isn't that season two? Yeah, uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, um, I'm just. I think I'm. There's a lot of stuff that I feel that's just so, I mean, it kind of makes sense. So I can't really complain about it because they are a morning show. They are a news show and they're supposed to be doing stuff that's relevant and in the news and stuff. But I just sometimes feel, I don't know if the the writers are writing from uh, necessarily a character's perspective or a, or a story perspective or if it's just something that's now oh this is now relevant and current. We've got to talk about it. Yeah, we've got to talk about it instead of just mm. going oh let's just make a show. Let's just make a show. Sometimes okay. I just want to watch a show and okay. watch a show. Yeah, well then it, yeah, it starts becoming real when there's like a COVID part, and then now there's like a figure who's very much this like Bezos blended with Elon Musk type figure. Yes. Played by the very handsome John Hamm. <laughs> I love John Hamm. He's a handsome man. He is a handsome man. <laughs> you you are so good with puns. Jake. They have a little pun factory. We should make a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm a pun factory. Um, Jake in the in short straw, the drummer, is also exceptional at puns, uh, and he's not a he's not a very um, he's not a very loud like vocal dude. He's not shy, but he's certainly not like outspoken. 
but we'd be in the van, we'd be talking, we'd be doing something, everyone's having a chat, and then out of nowhere, like, Jake would just sort of say the pun. Oh, he just drops it. <laughs> just at the back, he would just sort of say it, and then we all go like, oh, my God, Jake, well done. It's timing, drama, yeah. timing. Yeah. It's no, a timing 100%. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something we, we chatted about moments before the film started yes. was um, which friend's character each of us were, which I thought was a very quirky Oh, yes. And fun little chat you and I were having when we were getting to know each other. This is also just before we go, get, get into that, so hold that, pin it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you asked me, what am I doing? I literally had flashbacks of me still watching Friends from the beginning. When you said, what am I, what am what, I what, watching? What, what am I watching these days? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still watching Friends. If there's okay. something that's annoying or I'm watching, like going flicking through the streamers and I'm yeah. going, ah, there's nothing on... I default to friends. It's like a digital comfort blanket. <laughs> but like, yes, go back like to a the little, characters. A little blankie. A little blankie. <laughs> if there was a digital version of that, yes. friends would be the digital blanket. Yes. But yeah, you asked me which friends character I was, and I thought it'd be nice to just share that discussion again because I thought that was quite a cool way of yeah. of, of of getting a sense of someone. And I learned a little bit about myself in that moment. I was like I've always been a little bit more of the serious straight man. Yeah. So that's Ross very sure. much. Yeah. You know, yeah. people have argued that that a lot of the, the the whole show effectively works around him as the straight man. Like he's trying to go through his life and all the chaos is happening around the straight him. Straight and narrow man, you mean? Yeah. Like straight, but, like you know, there's, on the, there's always like, the straight man and the funny man. The, you know, there's yeah, the yeah. there's the, the 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 humor works off against the straight of person. Of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then I realized I very much use a lot of humor and personality across <laughs> my life. Um, as a, you know, instead of looks, I, I've realized, um, I've never, uh, what did I say to you? I said, I realized that, did I tell you the story in matric holiday? No, tell me. I think I've mentioned it before, but anyways, the idea was like, I think it really sunk home in Matric Holiday when, you know, we were on this beaching, beachy holiday and all the dudes, a lot of my buddies were sort of first team rugby players and they took every opportunity they could to take off their shirt and play touch rugby on the beach and, you know, maybe you meet someone and then you party with them that night. I remember watching this all unfold and I'm going, <clears throat> beachwear is not my A game. <laughs> right. Not, I wasn't... Fat, but uh, I certainly wasn't ripped. <laughs> and I remember going, I think I'm always going to use a little bit of intellect and a little bit of humor. Like, that's how I'm going to meet. Yes. Yes. The, this the is, yes. I remember life. now. Yes. I, I, we I were sitting. That. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was still on the cup, not being on the left. Yeah. We were, we were negotiating that we, at the time. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and, and so I realized that there's a Chandler in me. So I'm like yes. a combination of Ross and Chandler. And yes. And I'd like to believe. I would like people to think I'm smart. I'm not saying I am smart, but I would like people to think I'm smart. I think you're smarter than the average bear. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, but I like to be, I like the idea of being well-read. I like the idea of having knowledge along the way. So <laughs> so, so, nothing about me identifies with Joey, in short. Oh, That's the rationale of like, it wasn't about just the simple how you're doing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not me. Do I, you I like sandwiches? Work. Do I like sandwiches? Yeah. As much as the next person. Not, not, <laughs> not, not as much as Joey. Not as not much as Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said you were? 
Oh, I guess I'm I'm a Chandler, um, Monica, Phoebe mix. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. <laughs> Monica being a bit nervous. Being and a anxious. little like a little competitive. Okay. Um, little is probably an understatement. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah, if we if we're gonna play, you know. Okay, and then the Phoebe part or games the, or something. I'm gonna kind of and then the, make sure you win. The Phoebe part is probably just the kind of I don't know. Are you a bit of a hippie. I'm not a hippie. Okay. I'm not a hippie. I think it's more. I don't know. I'm trying to think where the carefreeness of it. So there's a little bit of carefree. Yeah. So I, I am carefree, but I think it's also the just the the kind of fuzzy logic she has. Okay. So I like bringing in fuzzy logic every now and again. Okay. If it's you know if people are being a little bit weird. Okay. And then the Chandler is definitely the sarcasm. So I was like, I would say Chandler is probably the. Okay. And and the, the sarcasm, the bedrock, the bedrock and the, of of my personality, and then also just you know dealing with things with a sense of humor and definitely avoiding a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, it's like, so I'm like, you know, it's it's hard for me to have serious conversations with people. Okay. I find it very difficult. Okay. Yeah. To get real. To get real, and it's not that I won't. I will, but it's 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 um, it's um, it's inwardly really really challenging. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I uh, on that on that <laughs> note, I want to say it's been a pleasure so far this week getting to know you. And I'm very glad that you reached out and I'm very glad that we made this decision and that you came on and watched the movie with us. Yes. And, I th and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to have you be a part of the team. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Because I think you're a too. delight. Oh, thank you. That's such a sweet word. <laughs> Wait till you get to know me. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for coming in today and doing a nice shift with us. Yeah. And I hope to to have you along the ride for many more. Thank you. No, I'll be here. I've always wanted to drop at the video store. Okay, good. Okay, on that note, uh, thank you for listening thus far. Um, our home base, if you didn't know it, is thevideostore.co.za. There you can see links to everything. And uh, we would love to see you again next week. Yeah. All yeah. right. See you in our dreams. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying I'm trying like because we see uh, Cole says ta-ta for now what will be your, be your sign off uh, be kind rewind be kind rewind yeah lovely alright bye bye